Thank you for joining us today on the podcast. We are still going to be returning to this message. I know we didn't have a podcast on Friday. We're going to be finishing up over the next uh, two days, several days, um, the message, Moses, Jesus, and the last days, and continuing to look how all of the Old Testament, or what we know as the Old Testament, the Torah, the prophets, the writings, all of them point to Jesus. They are pointing to him. There are pictures of him. There are prophecies of him. There are patterns that we find there. All of them giving us insight into the work of the Messiah. And we're going to continue to look at what the scriptures have to say and how they point to him. It's really and truly all about him. What was Israel to be to the nations? A light. Isaiah tells us that as well. The prophets. She was to be a light. And the nations would recognize these people are different. They have a different relationship with their God because of the things that their God has taught them and given them. Look how they live. They are different than all the other nations. Again, this is pointing to Messiah. When we in a relationship with him, Jew and Gentile, we are different people. And the world looks on and sees that we are different. By this shall all men know that you follow me, because you have love one for another, which is the goal of the law, loving God and loving other people. You have all of these patterns. And then sometimes there are patterns and, and they're almost like their prophecy that's hidden right in front of us in people's names. Names, remember, as we talked about this before, names are very significant because names generally represent a person's what? Character. Something significant about them and their life. They weren't just given names randomly. There was a purpose in the name that they were given. So let's look real quick at a very beautiful picture of Messiah and a prophecy and picture of Messiah in Genesis chapter 5 in a genealogy that Matthew, we talked about last week, repeats in Genesis chapter 5. And this, <laughs> I mean, this blow, just blew me away as I was looking and researching this this week because, it, again, as I told you the other week, for us to see, the Holy Spirit wants us to see, but again, when you go look, <clears throat> excuse me, for buried treasure, most of the time you have to do a lot of research to find out where it's at and all of that. And you do the history and all, but ultimately when you find, think you've got a spot, you actually got to take a shovel and start doing what? Digging. And sometimes you got to dig for a long time and digging is not always easy and generally they're in hard to find spaces. But when you reach the treasure, the treasure's there. And you are benefited and blessed because of it. Same thing is true of the scripture. This is why Paul the Apostle says, study to show yourself approved. Because there's buried treasure here. And all you have to do is a little digging. And one of those places is in the book of Genesis chapter 5. Look at this. Genesis 5, 1. This is the book of the genealogies of Adam. When God created Adam in the likeness of God, he made him male and female. He created them and he blessed them and called their name Adam when he created them. Adam lived 130 years. 
father to son in his likeness, after his image, and named him Seth. Then the days of Adam, after he fathered Seth, were 800 years, and he fathered other sons and daughters. So all Adam's days that he lived were 930 years. You go down through there, Adam gives birth to Seth. Then in verse 6, we find that Seth has given birth to a man named Enosh. Then we find that Enosh gives birth to a man named Kenan. Then we find that Kenan gives birth to a man named Mahalel. Mahalel gives birth to a man named Jared. Jared gives birth to Enoch. Enoch gives birth to Methuselah. Methuselah gives birth to Lamech. And then Lamech gives birth to Noah. And then what happens? The flood. Now, this list of names, every one of the names writes a prophecy. It, all of them tied together, make a sentence and a prophecy. Adam simply means a man. That's what Adam means. Seth means substituted. And Enosh, it's interesting, means man, but it's plural, which could be translated human race. In fact, Enosh, the root word to Enosh has to do with something being diseased or incurable. So just the first three names, you have a man substituted for the incurable human race. Does that begin to fit somebody? A man substituted. Isaiah tells us in Isaiah 53, verse 5, he was pierced for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. By his wounds we are healed. 2 Corinthians 5, 21 says, God was in Christ reconciling the world, the human race, to himself. Why is he reconciling it? Because of sins. He bore our sins, Peter says, in his own body, that by his wounds we may be healed. Then you have Kenon. Kenon, the word for Kenon, means possessing or possession, but the root word for it, and remember, every word has a root word, and a root supplies the significant meaning to any word that's derived off of that root word. Well, the root word means erected, something that is built up for Kenon. And then when you have Kenon, then after Kenon, you have Mahalel, which means praise to God, or it means the shining light. It's two sides of the same coin, the shining light. So you have a man substituted for the incurable human race who is erected or built up that brings praise and shining light. Jesus himself tells us that he is the light of the world. He tabernacled among us. He was erected. He built. He was built. He lived among us as the people of God. He told the, he told the Pharisees he's the light of the world. The entrance of your word brings light, the psalmist said. And then you have Jared. And Jared, his name simply means this. To come 
down. To come down. And then Jared gives birth to Enoch. And Enoch means dedicated, dedicated to illuminate or teach. Dedicated to, would you say, to teach or to illuminate. So thus far in this name, you've got a man who's substituted for the human and incurable human race who is erected to bring praise and a shining light to come down to teach, to instruct us, to point us. And then you have Methuselah, and Methuselah's name means a branch, a twig or a branch. The scripture tells us in Isaiah 11.1, 1, there shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse, a branch from his roots, and he shall bear fruit. Isaiah 53.2 says, he grows up before him like a young plant, like a root out of dry ground. He has no form of majesty that we should look at him, no beauty that we should desire him. Jeremiah 23.5 says, behold, those days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch. And he shall reign as king and deal wisely and shall execute righteousness in the land. Zechariah 3.8 says, Hear now, O Joshua the high priest, you and your friends who sit before you, for they are men who are a sign. Behold, I will bring my servant the branch. Zechariah 6.12 says, Say to him, Thus says the Lord of hosts, Behold, a man whose name the branch, for he shall branch out from his place and shall build the temple of the Lord. And then we come to Lamech. Lamech means powerful. Powerful. And Noah. Noah means rest. So when you put all of these names together in a sentence, you have a man substituted for incurable man or humanity and erected the shining light of God by coming down to teach us and to bring us powerful rest. Wow, what a picture the scripture gives us of the Messiah. Names do matter. Lord willing, we will be back with you tomorrow. Pray that the grace and peace of the Lord Jesus Christ will be yours in fullest measure.